0: hey hello hi welcome to open-minded complex this is chris crump i am doing this weekly by myself just me sometimes i will have a person or two or three or four or you know on here but for right now it's just me you know just chilling with myself kind of like just getting my brain out there just spilling it on the mat letting people know what i think because that's what i do uh i'm sitting here at my house in front of my computer drinking a ghost energy drink it's sour patch it's blue raspberry so i'm gonna be a little hyped up and by hyped up i mean i will go from a one because i'm usually a one on a scale of 10 to a two that's right i'm gonna have the energy of a two i'm gonna be fired up uh and if people do know me or don't know me i don't really get too hype uh i turn it on during wrestling and maybe if i have like a okay, music performance, learning that, I kind of just chill. I'm kind of chilled out. It's nice. I like to relax. I like to hang out. I like to not get too amped up. I do have a wrestling show coming up, though. this Saturday, it is going to be April 29th, where myself and Kevin Ryan defend the New South Tag Team Championships against the Triple Nines, which is Brayden Toon, and hunter drake also in that match because it's a triple threat tag will be the carnies the triple sixes that's right triple nines triple sixes the triple sixes are nick iggy and carrie awful i've wrestled nick iggy and carrie awful 100 times i've wrestled hunter drake 100 times i've wrestled Braden toon some a little bit you know and so, I kind of know what I'm getting myself into. I'm kind of pumped for it. It's the the match of um, three um, initials, I guess. Because I guess a number could be an initial. Or can it? I don't know. I'm going to look that up while I talk about it. Uh, a number could be initials in this. And the numbers are 666, 999, and A D S uh apparently no one has ever googled this in the history of ever because i wrote can a number be an initial and my answers are can you start a sentence with a number i don't give a fuck about that uh yeah i don't know well numbers are initials i just made it up i don't know i don't even know if it's true because uh, it's not on the internet apparently and no one's ever googled it that's right i'm googling stuff for the first time ever that's what i do a lot of people probably uh want to hear about some wrestling so i'll talk about some wrestling real quick and get it off the table and the first thing we'll talk about is that new world heavyweight championship chris what do you think about the new world heavyweight championship well i like it at first that's right i like it at first let's look it up They debut this new World Heavyweight Championship on Raw. And you're like, oh sweet, a new World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, here's my first initial thoughts. Why? Why the fuck do we need a third belt? I don't like it, but I'll take it. I'm not gonna complain too much because there's a lot worse problems. And so, um, while looking at this sweet belt, um, it's very gold, very gold, so it has the re- resemblance of the big gold. You know, my second favorite world title, I guess. Second favorite world title. Um Like, just off the top of my head, that's what I think would be my second favorite world title. It's got a crown at the top. It says world champion. Yay. Um There's like what resembles to be a globe almost uh, in the center. But it's not. It's not a globe. It's a grid on a circle. So it's definitely not a globe. It looks like uh a globe with a grid without any of the continents on it i guess would be how i explain it then in front of that globe like on top of it is a giant effing w uh it's the wwe logo of course um silvered out golded out one of those two it's kind of hard to tell from the footage i saw and uh could be a lot worse but also i think is unnecessary i don't like the giant logo on a belt. I like uh I like having your logo on a belt. Get it your belt. Like you own it. And you wanna like obviously represent your brand and your company. So I do get the idea of branding. I just don't like the giant W on the belt. Like the current uh WWE Championship and Universal Championship, which Universal Championship's one of my alerts uh least favorite things of all time ever. But it's just something we have to deal with. It's something that exists. Uh and I hate both those belts because it's just giant Ws. Uh and I just I don't know. It just looks like almost like a participation trophy. Like if I worked at a company, like if I worked at McDonald's my sorry my dogs are barking. I'm so sorry. If I worked at McDonald's for like six years straight and they're just like hey congratulations for working here for six years straight. Here's a fake gold giant M saying you worked at McDonald's. I guess. Um uh, it's not my style. I just don't like it. So, does it look good? Yes. Am I excited about it? Sure. <coughs> Maybe it'll be cool. Maybe it won't. Uh, who do I think will be the first world champion? Ah, God. That's also hard. Who could win it? And Because like you have to like crown a champion that's going to matter, usually, um, when you first start a belt. And that's hard. And a lot of companies uh, have decent track records of that I guess but also there's definitely been the fair share of stinkers and so you really don't want that like I don't want it to be Seth Rollins it's not that I think Seth Rollins is a bad wrestler or he doesn't deserve it I just don't want it to be Seth Rollins I've seen Seth Rollins be champion before um, I also don't want it to be like uh I don't want it to be Finn Balor um, not that I think I he's like one of my favorite wrestlers of all time I take so much influence from that guy um, but I just don't want to see him win it. I don't like what he's doing right now with the uh, judgment day and stuff like that. So uh, if I had to like go down to brass tacks, I would say either Cody, which if he wins this championship and couldn't beat Roman for his championship, what, I don't know. It just seems like not good. Uh, I want it's either Cody or, um, edge. I think edge would be a good pick um i'm not a big fan of edge ever like in his history of ever i understand the edge is very well known very uh good very popular a lot of people love edge so and he's like a vet and so like he's about to go out probably soon in like a year or two maybe more hopefully more but i'm saying like it looks like it's getting towards the end of his career so if he was to check out then Uh, How cool would it be if he was world champion one last time? I don't know. Those are my takes on that. If I had to go with the WWE draft, a lot of people are like, oh, it's WWE draft season. Who do you think is going to go where? Uh, Who's going to be on what show? Super exciting time, right? Um, I think that a split roster is very important because if I broke it down to simple math, if there's 100 people... Sorry, my dogs are being nuts. Uh, if there's 100 people on the WWE roster, this is just a number I'm making up. I don't know for sure. There might even be more than 100 people there. I'm just making these numbers up. If there's 100 people on the WWE roster, they probably only push about 30 of them. They only use about 30 of them on the roster. You only see about 30 of them. That means there's 70 people sitting in the back, sitting at home, sitting and catering, chilling. Who knows? I'm not saying that's bad because they're still getting paid. I'm just saying like, if you're looking for your next rock, your next Cena, your next Stone Cold, your next Mankind, your next Triple H, your next Shawn Michaels, your next Bret Hart. You know, you're looking for your next big thing. Um, If that's what you're looking for, it's hard because one of those 70 guys chilling at home, not doing anything, might be that guy. But there'd be no way to find out. There'd be no way for him to show the world, hey, I'm the next guy, because he would be sitting in the back, sitting at home, sitting and catering. So, why not uh, split the roster because if you split the roster and each show still pushes 30 people it's 30 individual people right and so it'd be 60 people out of that 100 and only 40 of them would be sitting in the bag sitting at home sitting in catering so you'd have 60 different people you could see uh, I think that that is probably the best approach if you're going to have that many people on your wrestling roster might as well split them up a little bit so everybody gets a little time everybody gets more time to shine now who do I think goes where uh like I wrote down uh, a quick five to each one. So this is just my very quick, not, uh, I guess I kind of did it in like what my theory of an order would be. So like if I'm watching the draft and I'm seeing what the order is going to be, I would say Roman to SmackDown, Cody to Raw, Rollins to SmackDown, Gunther to Raw, the Usos to SmackDown. No, the, fuck. I'm reading Kevin Ryan's. I'm an idiot. Ah, Erase all that. And I spoiled Kevin Ryan's. I'm so sorry, buddy. It would be Roman to SmackDown, Seth to Raw. I thought it was weird as I was reading it. Roman to SmackDown, Seth to Raw. Sammy and Kevin to SmackDown. And then The Usos to Raw. Solo on SmackDown to stay with Roman. And Cody to Raw. Gunther as Intercontinental Champion to SmackDown. And Theory to Raw as the United States Champion. SmackDown would get The New Day. And then Raw I wrote that they would get Montez Ford. That was my first five to each point. Maybe not be accurate. I also didn't do anything more wrestlers. I'm bad at uh, kind of deciding what I think that, that would be. Um, so I just kind of leave it alone usually. Uh, so that way I don't kind of like talk myself into a hole. But I don't know. I think the draft is a good idea. People are like, oh, do you think AEW is going to also split the roster? I also think that's a good idea. There's just, in my opinion, two many people that work there and with that many people too many people that work there uh i don't want to see people get fired i don't want to see people lose their job and so why not just do the simple split them up have them have more time the aw one's more confusing to me because they also have ring of honor they have uh what is the friday night show called i can't rampage uh they have rampage and dynamite and if they're getting this new show who knows what it's going to be called apparently collision if it is called that if they get this new show that's a lot of shows and if you're going to use the same 20 to 30 guys on each show i don't like it i want different people but i also want different people to be doing angles and storylines. now when it comes to the premium live events the pay-per-views whatever you want to call them I don't care. I still go on pay per views, but that's not because I don't want to get with the times. I'm just lazy, and uh, I learned pay per views when I was a kid, and that's great. so. Uh, if the pay per views are going to be split, um, I guess that's cool. I don't remember there ever being like a time where they had like the strict split, uh, split pay per views where it was like super amazing. It was always cool to me because I like seeing everyone. Uh, as much as possible, like I want to see all the wrestling, all the different wrestlers, blah blah blah. But I don't know about draw wise if it would be the best idea. Um, because when they were doing split like Raw and SmackDown pay per views and like Backlash is Raw only and Vengeance is SmackDown only, yeah, it's cool. I guess I don't even know if that's true. I might have made that part up, uh, but I guess it's cool. And hopefully, it works out if that's what they do. It's just, uh, for me, great. For, like, a casual fan, I don't know. I feel like you lose interest there, and that sucks. I really wish it wasn't like that. I just think it is. I have a lot of friends that watch wrestling, uh, but not like I do. Uh, they just watch it, like, here and there or catch up with it here and there. And so they're probably like, yeah, we don't care about this. We want to see Roman, Brock, Cody, like the, like the, the stable five, like – assessed and like KO and Sammy like they want to see like those people and that's it you know what I mean and so if you split them up and you only got two to three on each show (sighs) can make people not want to watch as much I wish wrestling was still as cool as it used to be um it's still cool but I mean like uh popularity wise outside of the bubble of wrestling the problem with I think independent wrestling the bubble is what I call it being in that bubble um, and if you like dive so deep into it, you really believe, like, hey, wrestling's all that matters, wrestling's the most important thing on earth, wrestling matters, and then, like, man, nothing will pop your bubble worse than like talking to somebody on the street one day and they just be like, I don't know who the hell any of those people are or what you're talking about. I remember Hulk Hogan, and you're just like, damn, uh, because that was like 40, 50 years ago, eh, whatever, who cares, who cares, dude. Uh, People are going to like what they want to like, and they're going to like it when they're going to like it, and um, hopefully one day it catches back on like it used to. We can only believe, but that's my small, minuscule, short, sweet wrestling ramble. I did that in like 15 minutes, so suck it, dude. I love wrestling, and I probably could talk about it forever, but I try not to drown you guys in just wrestling because why would i um i eat this sweet atkins peanut butter cup they're like um you get like one net carb or whatever in it and it just kind of makes me feel like i get to eat candy even though i shouldn't even though i really want to and i'm hungry and i really want to eat some bad food but i also uh like to pretend that i'm a wrestler sometimes so i try to stay in moderate shape uh, my friend Tyler Franks all business Tyler Franks recently had a birthday and if you don't know who all business Tyler Franks is look him up YouTube that guy Tyler Franks versus should pull it right up um if you want I've wrestled him like a handful of times too if you want to watch those matches so you can always put it in the Chris Cronk versus Tyler Franks or Tyler Franks versus Chris Cronk and we actually had an Ironman match that I'm very proud of I thought was very fun and very good uh and it was his birthday recently and i was just like and it really just like kind of like dawns on you i know it sucks that you have to wait for someone's like birthday notification to come to like really just sit there and like think about someone and i'm like man what a good solid dude one he looks like a wrestler two he acts like a wrestler he dresses like a wrestler he has a wrestler look he can wrestle and uh he's just like a straight up nice guy he does nice guy things uh which he doesn't have to no one has to people that do nice guy things go out of their way to do that shit and i respect that because i was at one point not a nice guy and now i consider myself an okay dude you know i'm pretty solid uh but uh i also understand like how hard it can be sometimes because boy howdy do i want to rip these dudes a new asshole sometimes and just like go off on them but i just swallow it mm, and just keep it for later because budget uh, I also um, just really want like the good guys to get wins. Uh, not in wrestling, they can win in wrestling. But I'm saying I want good guys to get wins. As in like I just want them to like uh, achieve enough of their goal. Like yeah, I get that not everybody can make it and not everybody's going to uh, WrestleMania, but I would like everybody to get their moment, their shine, their little. Uh, Come up and and so hopefully his will come soon because he is a good solid amazing guy also if you stick around for this uh where you're listening to me right now i'm actually going to talk to another good friend of mine his name is adrian ackle uh who uh only wrestled really in the chattanooga area he traveled a little bit but we talk about all kinds of stuff like we're talking about like old twe and just like his life and like uh chattanooga as a whole if you know me you know i go hard for the four two three that's that chattanooga area code um i love my city i do uh i freaking respect it so much i love the people uh and they're all hipstery af and everywhere you go downtown is just like the most hipster bullshit of all time and i love it i love every second of it because uh, it is kind of a community Uh, it might be a little overkill sometimes with community but i love it it's just like what i was born to do it's enough city for me and it's also like i'm not i'm meant to be where the city is i'm not meant to be like out in the woods uh living off the land and stuff like that i can't do it i'm bitch made i respect that i've got nothing to prove um so just put on for Chattanooga that's it that's all I want to say he puts on for Chattanooga we talk about that a little bit we have a lot of fun uh so you stick around you will to hear that that's exciting and then uh I'll probably take a very small minuscule short break right here and maybe an ad will go into it sometimes it doesn't and that doesn't mean anything's wrong that's good news because that means you don't have to listen to it or skip through it but i'll still do my little break right here and this will count as my intro and then we'll go into some more stuff i'll talk to you guys about more stuff i'll be right back though okay okay i'm back i've got uh hang on one open for the homies it's ghost energy don't listen to me uh i've got kind of an embarrassing story to tell you you remember mandela effect uh where it's like oh fuck mandela effect where things happened but didn't really happen or things changed but didn't really change or we thought it was like one way and it turns out it's been this other way the whole time There's all kinds of examples. If you don't know about Mandela effect, Google it. Watch YouTube videos on it. It'll probably freak you out a little bit. But man, did I have uh, this one! So I was watching this trailer for this movie called Shazam, right? Fury of the Gods. And I was like, wait a minute, what? I was like, didn't this movie come out like years ago? Uh Uh-uh. You're not gonna confuse me. I know this movie came out. Yada yada yada. You know, made an absolute fool of myself. Because guess what? It was just the sequel. Because uh, Shazam did come out in 2019. Uh, but there's a Shazam 2. It doesn't say 2 in the title, it just says Shazam, Fury of the Gods. And so I was watching this trailer and I was like, no! I was like, I know this movie came out. This is bullshit. So I like, get on the Google machine, make myself look like a fool. Whatever, man. We all hate it, we all catch our L's. I catch them all the time I'm all about it uh, a lot of people that do or don't know me might not know that I have a, a job where I like work undercover and uh, help uh, catch people and like do stings, yada yada it's an odd gig I don't know how I got it don't worry about that but uh we had to break a lady's hand the other day. Which is the worst. I hate doing that. And it just like hurts my heart. Um, but I do have like strict rules and uh, very strict policies, I guess. Laws. Rules, policy laws. I like, guess is the best way I can cover what I'm talking about. Where if like someone's not cooperating or uh um, abiding I guess it'd be though. And like, uh, then they're maybe resisting or attacking. Uh, These are all just like broad statements I'm using because I'm trying not to be too specific so I don't get myself in trouble. Um, And we kind of had to take action. And I really didn't want to like kill someone or like knock them out or like break something on their face per se. And I just think that that's, like, cruel and awful and horrific. And, like, I never want to ever have to punch anyone in the face. I've definitely had to do it. I'm sure I'll have to do it again. I'm also in pro wrestling, where it kind of comes with the job. But I just hate it. And so uh, we had to take action and actually uh, ended up breaking this lady's hand uh, due to the struggle we ran. And it just, like, eats me alive on the inside because it's really not my style it's really not what i'm about and uh it's just one of those things where like man like this is what i signed up to do we're also probably about to get like a i guess it would be like a security job a bouncer i guess would be a word for it um at this club Downtown is like a side gig where we only work like two days a week, maybe. Uh, just a side gig, you know, to make some extra money because I'd like to buy a house one day, adult things, you know, something that I suck at. But uh who knows, dude. So, therefore, like, I fight in my nine to five. I fight when I wrestle. If I'm doing that, I will be fighting, um, which is really funny because I'm like one of the most like. Uh, non-violent people, I know. Uh, I'm very just so usually chilled out, calm, uh, relaxed, chill. So, what a odd life I live. Who knew? Who saw this coming? No one. That's who. Uh, another thing for anybody that like plays video games, knows about video games, or is interested in video games. There's this game coming out that I don't know will be good or not i'm actually kind of confused about it it's called red fall r-e-d-f-a-l-l red fall i believe it's one word and it is uh what i think is a take on left 4 dead which is one of my favorite games of all time and this is the same thing i think uh where it's like four four player co-op um let's see here Redfall is an open-world single-player and co-op first-person shooter from Arcane Austin, the award-winning team behind Prey and Dishonored. Uh, so it is co-op, and there's four different characters. So I'm assuming it's the uh, Left 4 Dead kind of like format. I don't know if they invented it. I'm just saying that. But four different characters, and you fight vampires. I'm going to want it looks pretty cool but i also absolutely hate vampires i hate it i don't like vampires not that i'm scared of them i think they're like dull and boring i think vampire is like lame uh not very exciting to me um the i'll drink your blood and like i guess you're a vampire now and you live forever but you can't go in the sunlight i don't know i don't give a shit about any of that stuff but that game comes out on May first. May 1st. And I get I have Game Pass, so uh Daddy will get it for free. Well not free, I guess I pay for Game Pass, but I will get it. Day one download, play it, probably hate it. Who knows? Maybe I'll enjoy it. But I like to get excited about new video games. I uh am like passionate about such a thing. And if you are passionate too, Let me know what you think about Redfall, and if you're going to play it, and if you think it's going to be good, because I don't know. Um, I spend a lot of my time now playing like uh, just casual stuff, Nintendo stuff. I just finished Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap, which is now my third favorite Legend of Zelda game. I never got to play it growing up. It was for the Game Boy Advance um I had a Game Boy Advance at one point in time. I didn't grow up like well off or anything. I was pretty poor, so if I had anything, it was definitely like way past the normal time frame of it being popular. And so I had a Game Boy Advance, like the the chunky little like purple one, the OG. Um, and I had some cool games for it, but I never played uh, Legends Out of Zelda, the Minish Cap, and it's actually very good. It's well put together. Um, I had a blast playing it. My favorite Zeldas are the 2D Zeldas, like the older ones, because Link to the Past, which is the Super Nintendo Legend of Zelda, is my favorite. And Link's Awakening, which is the one for Game Boy Color, is my second favorite. And they remade that for Nintendo Switch, uh, uh, Link's Awakening, and it's excellent on the Nintendo Switch as well. So that's my top three. It goes A Link to the Past, link's awakening and then now minish cap i like all pretty much every Zelda game i've ever played i like um i think skyward sword is my least favorite might be at the bottom of the list and then and i mean og skyward sword we had to use the wii controller to like fight i didn't like that uh the remake one i got it when it came out and i played it it's still It did make it better, I think, to me, because I didn't have to use the motion controls to fight. But it's still not, it's still probably my least favorite Zelda game. Um, But even like Breath of the Wild, not my favorite Zelda game. It's probably top five, for sure. But not my favorite. Um, I'm going to try to play Majora's Mask next. Because I've never beaten Majora's Mask. uh, Because that game is hard as fuck. And I definitely can beat it. I just never poured the time into it to try to beat it. So I'm going to do it and I'm going to hate it while I do it, but that's what I'm going to do. We also, when I play with my friends online on the PC, I'm not a big PC gamer. When we play on the old PC, we play Hunt Showdown still. um, Because I am into uh, more horror aspect games. Like I like the horror approach where you're kind of like scared and fighting for your life at the same time that's what i like so i don't know why i went on to a video game rant and how i got here but that's just what i'm doing right now i'm talking to you about that so i hope that's what you want to talk about i think i started talking about shazam and now somehow i'm talking to you about video games because that's just how my brain works i have a hundred million things i want to talk to you about and we just get there as it comes. Sometimes I'm here. Sometimes I'm there. I'm also re-watching Attack on Titan. I started watching Attack on Titan in 2013, but I'm re-watching it. Attack on Titan. That's anime. We're talking about anime now. That's how my brain works. Now we're talking about anime. I'm re-watching Attack on Titan, which if you've never watched anime or if you do watch anime and you never watched Attack on Titan, it is the best written anime of all time. And my favorite anime of all time is Naruto. And Shippuden, Naruto Shippuden. But I tell you right now, uh, if I didn't grow up with Naruto and I wasn't like insanely like tethered, deep attached, due to like you know childhood experience and like just growing up with Naruto and like collecting and um, studying Naruto like my whole life, I probably would like Attack on Titan more because it's amazing. Uh, now it's done by MAPPA, but it was originally, who originally did Attack on Titan? I forgot. Let me go look. But it's now done by MAPPA, who like just freaking kills it. Um, it looks amazing. And it, uh, every part of it like, uh, I guess it would be called Directed, because it wouldn't be shot. It's directed, so produced, directed so well like the way they do this stuff is in freaking saint and blows on my mind i don't know uh and it'll take you on the ride for sure and if you don't think it'll take you on the ride you're weird don't talk to me anymore but i absolutely love it let's see here uh chapter one to three which by hajimi isayama that's who originally did the main guy mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let's see here 2020 later aired on Tokyo MX. Yeah, both Funimation and string series or respective websites. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out who freaking originally did the first like three seasons. Uh. Well, shit, I don't know. I like to uh, see. Here's the weird part about me: I like weird shit like that. I want to know who made it, um, which is probably weird. Oh, here it is. Uh, Television series produced by IG Ports. Wit Studio. I don't even know what Wit Studio is. Uh, But they did like the first three seasons, I guess. Um, I guess so. Uh, Which is just like crazy. I don't know. Next season two. Let's click season two. Wit Studio. Season three. Wit Studio. And then season four. Which is MAPPA. Perfect. Cool. See, I know things. I know stuff about stuff. First of all, one screw uh the people that came into this late not because i'm mad at them i'm glad they watch it i really am but i'm saying like the original release of attack on titan season one is 2013 that's when i originally watched it then the second season didn't come out till 2017 four fucking years i had to wait uh because i didn't want to read the manga because i like the show so much here's the problem sometimes i start ringing it reading a manga just someone's like yo this is good you should read this i'll start reading it and i'm like oh shit this stuff slaps then they'll have a show of it and i'll be like well let me check out the show the problem is i'm real big into visuals i want to see the visuals and i do appreciate original art but i want to see the visuals and so once i start seeing that fucking uh animation and like the creativity these dudes do when they like produce this stuff i'm just like fuck now i have to watch it like this so i quit reading the manga and then i gotta wait because i don't want to spoil anything so then after 2017 season 3 actually comes out in 2018 yay (laughs) season 4 is still not even done so from 2013 to now not even finished i don't know how it ends that's the cool part about me is i don't spoil things for myself i don't know how it ends i have no idea i couldn't begin to tell you but man do i want to know but i won't know until the end of this year i think and so for 2013 the end of this year that's 10 years i've been working on this fucking show trying to figure out how it ends that i don't know <sighs> you know um same goes for uh like a demon slayer i tried to watch demon slayer when it first came out my girlfriend at the time uh was like you have to watch demon slayer it's so good and i was like no way i'm not watching that stuff i don't like that stuff uh because i was a stubborn mean piece of shit and now i'm a nice person that tries things um because i grew up and so demon slayer let's see demon slayer season one sorry i'm looking it up i'm just looking up as we go because i don't care uh demon slayer season one comes out and What's the original air date? Let me find this shit. 2016. Damn. Uh, I probably didn't actually watch it. Um, when the first thing I, cause I watched the original series a little bit. Cause I watched like the first like five, six episodes and I was like, this sucks. Uh, and so I actually went to see Mugen Train in theaters. Um, which is a Demon Slayer movie uh, that is also technically a season. I don't know how to say that any better. In 2020, that's crazy. So from 2016 to 2020, I was convinced that Demon Slayer sucks and I'll never like it. Now, it's a great show and I love it. And I'm an idiot. That's how you put that. I am stupid. I am dumb. I am not smart. Uh, Because I like put my foot in my own mouth because that show is fantastic. UFO Table. UFO Table makes that. And they are just terrific they're fantastic they kill it I don't know if they do anything else what else do they do let's see um, yeah they don't really uh like they're about to start doing stuff but before Demon Slayer um, they did Fate Zero they did other stuff I'm not I'm just reading through the list they did Fate Zero and they're about to do uh, Genshin Impact series I guess that's getting a show uh sure okay um i don't like get an impact if you do i'm so sorry it's just not for me uh but i'm just saying like right now they just do demon slayer they've only been doing demon slayer and that stuff looks fantastic and if you don't think it looks good screw you also let me talk to you about something real quick that also is weird and it is that justice league rwby crossover movie what does that mean why does it exist Uh, RWBY is an anime and Justice League is Justice League you know like DC Universe Uh, and they had a crossover episode but I don't know why apparently it was a book I'm clicking it now I'm learning about it I just now recently found out about this RWBY Justice League is a 7 issue comic series being published by DC Comics my god DC is producing it what am I looking at what is this? And if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, holy shit, Chris Crunk is a fucking nerd. Yeah, dude. Welcome to my life. I deep dive everything and Google it and try to figure out as much as I can about stuff because uh, that's just how my brain works. I want to know everything. Will I ever know everything? No. Will I ever know something? Probably not. But I want to know everything. And so I study and read and look up everything god dude it probably gets so old we'll take a break from this we'll talk about something else i'm so sorry and sometimes i just get fucking into it uh i do have a music show coming up it is may it's in may what day is it oh no i should probably know that give me one second i'll tell you all about it because i have a flyer for it right here good job chris um let me pull this up so in May, I have this thing called Gaza Stock, Gaza Stock One, um, the first ever Gaza Stock, and it is Friday, May 19th. I knew that. I was testing you guys to see if you knew. May 19th, where I will be making my live music hip hop return. A lot of you probably don't know that I do live music or that I do hip hop, but guess what? That's why I'm called Chris Kronk. That's where the name came from. Uh, I can rap. Kind of. Short of. I think I'm okay. A lot of people are probably like. Oh Chris is white. He can't rap. Well screw those people. Because I'm pretty good. Uh, It will be at the Tabernacle. That is in Chatsworth Georgia. The address is 3890. Alt. A L T. Alt 52. I guess that's a hallway. Alt 52 is a -A 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 hallway. So 3890. Alt 52. Chatsworth, Georgia, 30705. The pre-sale. Ten freaking dollars. So for ten dollars, you get at least four bands. Four announce bands. I'm pretty sure there's gonna be more stuff. But I'm telling you four announce bands. One of them named Remembering January. If I can tell you anything about a band named Remembering January, it's that they probably do a uh, day to remember covers or all-time low covers. One of the two. Amber PG. Amber PG is uh, this girl that does acoustic music and hip hop music. Apparently, so that's interesting to me. There's another act called Romeo to the Rescue, who is one of my close, dear friends, and is very talented. And uh, I'll probably help him do a song or two because we're friends. And then it's me, baby, Chris Fucking Crunk. That's right, hip to the hip, hip hop, and I'm going to be doing my. Uh, you know, my own personal written songs and some cover stuff, because why not? Because I like to keep it a little fresh, a little funky, fresh, and do a little bit of wild things. And so I'll probably mix it up a little bit and do uh, some here, some there. Um, I love it. Uh, oh, I just got tagged in something too. That's right, dude. Tommy Henry just tagged me. It says, point of view, what's the stake? Uh, because we're actually going to wrestle at KFW soon, and one of his point of views was the KFW tag team titles. Can someone make the titles relevant? Man, what, what a, what a easy answer. There's only one team that can make those titles relevant, and that is the Akuto Death Society. Myself and Kevin Ryan uh, will be going to KFW on May 13th. Right? Yes. Yes, May 13th, and wait, let me make sure, pause, May 12th, don't listen to me, erase what I just said from your mind, I'm talking before I'm reading, because I'm just that dude, May 12th, we go there, we win the KFW Tag Team Championships, because that's what we do, Mark Henry Pose, so I don't know man, could be cool. No, I'm just kidding. We like KFW. I actually really like it there. Uh, A lot of people that I came up with or have watched come up wrestle there. And that show absolutely slaps. And so I'm real pumped to come back there uh, because we had a lot of fun there. And I think that we can have way more fun now. And I can't wait. Uh, If there is anything else that I can tell you about uh, wrestling, I probably will have forgotten by now. I am pumped about A handful of things of course i love uh will always love and this don't judge me on this don't be like oh man you're a piece of shit chris do you not understand what happened uh because i do or at least i think that i have an understanding of what happened obviously there's still a lot of dark gray areas about um what truly happened and what did happen and what is happening but if there's anything i'm excited about it's a return of cm punk I get excited about this stuff i love cm punk i will always love cm punk now will i always agree with the decisions he makes or his approach on things no but i love cm punk i think he's so good and so i will always be excited if he's going to return or wrestle or do anything so i'm very excited about that you get maybe perhaps christian cage versus Wardlow for the tnt title if anybody knows me they know that my favorite wrestler of all time is christian cage I have Christian Cage everything. I love Christian Cage. He's amazing. And so, do I think you will Russell Wardlow? I really hope so. I think that'd be cool. It might just end up being Luchasaurus versus Wardlow. Sure. Whatever. Uh, but I'd much rather see Christian do it. I love Christian so much. I think he's so talented and slept on. I think he's so slept on. I would love to see him come back to the WWE and tag with Edge for a little while before they both go away and just get him in the Hall of Fame you know just cuz i think he deserves to be there i know a lot of people probably are like ooh the wwe hall of fame who gives a shit and eh. yeah who gives a shit i don't know i think it'd be cool i'd be excited about it so i hope that happens um this aw wembley stadium show all in all out whichever one it is cool yay i hope it's great i really do i like wrestling i like for wrestling to be good uh, but a lot of times I struggle with it, I especially like modernized today's wrestling. Um, I've been watching a lot of old Ring of Honor because uh, we got Honor Club, and I've just been watching a lot of old Ring of Honor stuff because that's what I came up on. <sighs> <sighs> so that's my indie, that's what I watched when I was growing up. Um, and yeah, I watched WWE too, of course. And like I grew up on WCW and WWF, but um, if I had like my key oh fuck i can wrestle two moments it would be like a lot of ring of honor stuff really brought me out of my like fan shell to my oh i can fucking do this i should fucking do this type thing and so i'll always be like a big ring of honor fan mark stan whatever you want to say i go hard for my people uh i cannot wait until this weekend i'm very excited to see like a kevin ryan and like Uh, just link back up with the boys and bro down at the wrestling show and really just put on a baller of a tag match uh i hate putting labels on stuff and saying that it's going to be great but i think this will be good i wanted to call it like fuck you're about to see the tag match of a lifetime or tag match of a decade or tag match of the year but like i'm so scared to like say stuff like that and then break my neck and be like well sorry gang uh so i try to just say it'll be good i'll enjoy it I think you'll enjoy it and it will probably look like a fight uh, which is exciting and so now I'm going to take another short break a tiny one minuscule then we'll come back and I'm going to talk to Adrian Ackle Uh, and the next bit of audio I've already recorded it so I'm talking to you before I record or after I'm talking to you after I recorded it Uh, it's in my car on a drive uh, so it's not the best audio. It's not going to sound like this. I think this sounds pretty clean. Not amazing. Don't get me wrong. I understand my flaws. But I think it sounds pretty clean. The next bit, not the cleanest. I'm so sorry. I just got like the urge. I was driving down the road, had my phone. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to record with Adrian Ackle. And we did. So not the best audio. I'm so sorry. If that annoys you and you want to stop listening here, I get it. Uh, and then uh, I'll play that. We'll do a little outro at the end. So just stick around after this break and we'll get to that. Thank you. Yo, what up? Hey, this is uh, this is Chris, uh, Chris Cronk and uh, Rula. I've, I'm, like, I'm on a road trip, like a long road trip. And we've been in my car for hours together already. And I'm sitting next to, flanked by my good man, uh, what do I call you for this? I don't know. Alright, he goes by Adrian Ackle when he wrestles, uh, but he has a for name, and so if I see his for name while we're talking, uh, that's what it is, and just get over that. But, Adrian Ackle, say what's up? Oh. Hey,
1: it's me! <laughs> yeah, dude! <laughs> it's just us in the car, it's weird.
0: No, dude. Well, one, that's what it's always like. Two, uh, so me and Adrian Ackle, I talked about this a little bit. Where I have like this job that I can't really speak too much about, but we both work undercover and both catch people all day. Undercover as fuck. And it's lit and it's cool, but we can't talk about it too much. But so we we literally work side by side, holding hands. Holding hands every day. Uh, And we've known each other for how long?
1: Uh, We
0: met at a Burger King seven years ago. Seven years ago, so almost a decade. Of homieship, and he also traveled the roads with me when I wrestled a lot. I didn't wrestle as much, but I went with him. Yeah, he traveled on the roads with me a lot. Oh, that poor car. Is that Christmas? We, um, what else did we do? We've done a lot of things together. We've worked together now for like what three years, technically. Yeah. Just not. To, we just now recently became partners. Tell so. Tell people about you. Where are you from? <clears throat>
1: That's a good point. I am from the Knoxville area in a little town called Alcoa. All right. I uh, came down to Chattanooga after I graduated high school because my close friends from home came down there. And then afterward, a few years of college, uh, I'm sitting on my couch one day watching WWE wrestling. And my friend Donnie came over and he's like, hey, you like this? I'm like, yeah. He's like, there's a local show right down the road. Let me take you to it. I do like the ring announcer for it. I was like, okay. I show up. They're like, hey, you want to train here? I was like, I guess. They're like, come on Sunday. And then I met Chris, the Cronkit Duncan. And then afterwards, we went to Burger King. And
0: I was like, sold, sold. There's Bucky's. Yeah, we're passing Bucky's in Calhoun right now. So I met you on your first day of training. First day of training, dude. You
1: wearing a CM Punk shirt? I'm the biggest CM Punk fan. I was like, boom. We're there
0: together. That sounds right. So we go to Burger King, we become friends. Forever. Forever, forever friends. Uh, you train and you debut in wrestling. Who, what, talk about that a little bit. Oh, when I debuted? Yeah, just talk about
1: oh, okay. Well, I trained, so after I went with Chris, my friend Brad would tell me that this isn't true, but Brad was like, we need to get trained by this dude, Brandon Daniels. And I was like, hey, that's fine. He knew him from work. I've seen him wrestle, he's high fly, so he trained us, like, on, like, the bumps and things like that every Tuesday, but then we'd still go Sundays to see Chris, because his training was a lot more relaxed, and it was free, and it was awesome, right? And then, some weird things happened, and they were like... They're like, you're not going to get to debut against Brad. And I was like, that sucks. You're going to do this stupid match. and where me, that man, Donnie, my boy, Brad, all get squashed by this one dude. I was like, yes,
0: that's what I'm about. Who cares? So it was going to be a three-on-one handicap match. Yeah. Where you're all three out there at the same time. But it's like elimination
1: style. No, 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 no. Okay. No, it's one after the other. Yep. I lose, Brad loses, and then Donnie.
0: So it right. was a gauntlet
1: match three on one gauntlet style match and then my boy Chris is like hey 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 book a man listen to this how about we do the two guys Brad and Adrian versus each other but we do it the pre-show you know what I'm saying like ha ha like pre-show and then he was like you know what that's fine but well, that way you know if people come in early they'll see it cool like that so we're like yes and that's what we did and it was awesome. It was great. I had a great match. I was super nervous. My friend Brad didn't even have his wrestling gear, so he, he wrestled in a tank top and shorts because his stuff hadn't came in yet. And we had awesome. I actually brought like 30 or 40 of my closest friends. They came and watched the pre-show, and afterwards, they all left. And then it got real
0: weird, and then Chris was my booker, and it was just the good times. The good times. So we're talking about... TWE Chattanooga, which still goes on now and still is like not every Saturday but a lot of Saturdays, and so you can still check it out. But we used to predominantly be there all uh, every Saturday, all the time. And I booked it at the time, not at the time when you debuted, though. No, no, no. So it was
1: like two weeks after I debuted, there's like a huge thing, everybody got fired, uh,
0: it was rough. A change of the guard, so yeah. I ended up booking TW Chattanooga and I call that like the golden era of wrestling because it'd be like just me and my friends hanging out oh yeah dude running a wrestling show all friends wrestling dude it was all friends wrestling legit uh and I would bring like some of the WWE 4 guys down like an Allen Angels and Austin Theory an AC Mack oh dude AC Mack's the GOAT I'd bring these guys down Tommy Maserati oh dude I miss Tommy last dude Tommy would, made me laugh so much he was so funny I would bring these dudes called the 13th floor down oh yeah which was a guy named Chris Bullitt and I Cross and they were amazing Is Chris do music I think so dude, he's good his music's good yeah. he's funny great guy great human being yeah and we would literally because it was like me Adrian Ackle uh, Bailey, King Bailey Blake Jaden Newman Big Cody, Big Hollywood. No, oh, Big Hollywood. Uh, and we would all just pretty much hang out, and then run a, like have a wrestling show, and it was honestly pretty good. Like I'm not saying it was the most amazing show of all time because that's me uh, kissing my own butt, but I'm saying it was pretty good, and we yeah, had a blast. It's fun. And uh, there was another guy there that had a big hand in it named Handsome Roger Cantrell. Oh, the man. Who was super. Uh, just so smart to wrestling and I don't think it's enough credit and there's no way he'll probably ever listen to this or anything like that but just know that there is this older gentleman from like the jo- North Georgia Chattanooga area named Handsome Roger Cantrell uh, his son wrestled named Cody Cantrell for a little while and and he can sing really well can he? yeah Roger's son can sing oh his has- son I was like what? It's like I've never heard Roger sing in my life but Roger is so good at just like understanding what to do in wrestling, when to do in wrestling, and like just staying with it, you know, like he's probably like pretty old school, but he he was he was literally on a show where like we were all in our twenties, like every single one of us was in our twenties, uh, and we were all like just babies, and he just stay, he stayed with it, like he was just hip, he was like in the now, he was down.
1: Andy did a lot. So Roger was one of those guys who'd watch every match, and you would come back and he'd talk to you, and you know he'd give you criticism. But it'd be, like, positive criticism. Like, a big thing for me when I first started is, like, I have, uh... I like to talk to people. That's what I do. But when I get out there, I'd just be, like, thinking, like, oh, my God, I don't want to mess up. So I'd be dead quiet in the ring. I wouldn't say anything. And Roger's like, what are you doing? He's like, you have more personality back here than you do out there. And then he was one who really, like, pushed me, told me all these things, like, hey, dude, don't worry about all this. It's more important to get over there, make sure the fans are staying. And that was just, like... Once I got that, and I was like, oh, I can just go out there and have fun. Woo! Sky's
0: the limit. Yep. And we had uh, Brad Andrews. The GOAT. One of your close friends who wrestled there for a while. Donnie Uptown, another guy that we were close friends with, wrestled there for a while. Like, we just had, like, this group of, like, just solid dudes. We're all, like, super young in our 20s, so we're all, like athletic as fuck and just work horsemen and we would all just laying on our necks like all the time just trying to do any and everything we could come up with and I just had so much fun doing that stuff. I'm, I'm definitely like a way better wrestler now because uh, I had to like branch out and like go different places and learn different ways and different I, I am not a way better wrestler <laughs> I think that you're a better wrestler now. Uh, but that's just like maturity also like that comes with it but also just like I don't know I was Love that time i thought it was so fun and it really molded us for like who we are and like it like adrian was said we're super good close friends now all all those guys i just named i think i'm still close friends with every single one of those guys. yeah oh yeah for sure like you are too like we still know those guys we still see those guys almost every once in a while at least but a lot of them, all the time. Like, I guess I see one every single day, dude. you right. <laughs> like, I see two
1: technically. Yeah, you, I see
0: you every day. We, we see these dudes all the time. It's always just like a hey, like hey, what's up? And we just like fucking have a good time. So like, built insane relationships there, and had a great time, and did a lot of cool stuff wrestling-wise. So uh, that is the intro to Adrian Ackle in wrestling. But you don't just wrestle. I don't. You do like a hundred things. I'm a busy man. You have, you also coach soccer? Yeah, poorly. Poorly but, but coach like, soccer. like, like kids soccer,
1: you know what I'm saying? Just yeah, the basics. But what kind of kids? Like, so I got two jobs for coaching soccer. I work at the YMCA, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And that's like anywhere from literally one and a half year olds up to about 14 years. That's the best. And all I do is do the skills, you know what I'm saying, like get them used to it. And then one of my friends from home started this uh, nonprofit organization called Operation Get Active. It's in Chattanooga. And it is just, I go to elementary schools and I teach fourth and fifth grader soccer. And it's like just, a, it's just something to get out for the kids, like after school. So they're, one, being active, two, we get the YMCA actually gives them healthy food. So a lot of these schools that we go to are, like, poverty-stricken schools and things like that. So, like, it's awesome that we're giving them these activities, but it's also awesome that, you know, they're eating good, healthy food. Because some of the kids, when you go to schools, you know what I'm saying, like, that breakfast and lunch might be all they're eating. So this is just another opportunity for getting snacks and things. So I only go to that one, though, because, one, the YMCA, I got hired because I wanted a gym membership for free. And it was awesome. And (laughs) I still get it. But, you know what I'm saying, I actually enjoy it. And then my friend was like, hey, can you come coach for me here? And I was like, yeah, and so I do that. So those two jobs, plus our undercover work, which is awesome, which is full-time, we're there all the time, like we're driving right now. And then, yeah, and then there's this cool little bar. It's called River Drifters. It's right on Sut Creek, if you're ever in Chattanooga, it's like the 3rd best burger in Chattanooga. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. Listen, I'm I a man who loves to eat. Right. And Tremont Tavern will always have my heart as the best burger. And then Main Street Meats, this, the burger is really good. But then the number 3 is River Trippers. And on Sundays, for some godforsaken reason, I work there too. Sunday afternoons. Shits and gigs. Just with shits and gigs. Well, the, the the owner of the company used to come into my old job and was like, we talk all the time, and he'd be like, man, dude, you're so great with customers and stuff. How about you uh come down here and serve? I was like, I've never served before in my life. And he's like, well, here's my number, and then he texts me. He's like, hey, what's your social and your uh driver's license and I was like he's a trustworthy guy so I just gave it to him and then he's like <laughs> your schedule scheduled Sunday and Tuesday I was like it's Saturday night dude what if I had
0: something to do tomorrow that's awesome and I've been there six months ever since uh, so Operation Get Active okay who started that um
1: who that's a tough one so before Julian there's got Peter Wolcott and he is awesome he he goes all around the world stuff like that He's been like, he's done like the Olympics, he's done like stuff like that. So he had a deal with somebody in the, that's called the foundation now. It's like CFC, Chattanooga Football Club. They have this foundation, but beforehand, OGA was just like its own little thing. So they created it. It's sponsored by Volkswagen's worker union, and it's the only American, uh, corporation that's sponsored by them. So they're like sponsored like straight from Germany. Like it's super cool. But he got that going, and then Julian was like his assistant, and then Peter won this like awesome, um, what is it, not Airbnb, Airbnb. Oh, he's the guy that won the travel the world. Yeah, he traveled the world, dude. It was him, his wife, and his like one-year-old son. So they got to go all over the world, stay in Airbnb, and get like money to eat and stuff for free for a whole year. So then Julian took it over, and that was part of um, the foundation, which is like... Operating it active, Forge see Chattanooga Sports Ministry, and then the CFC. uh, Shoot, what's that thing called? Camp?
0: That's not what it's called. <laughs> but that's what I'm gonna call it. How did How did Julian get into this? Because he just went to UTC also, right? Yeah, yeah. So he, so his brother actually got into Forge. Like UTC the, is University of Tennessee out of Chattanooga. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, UTK's sister school. Um,
1: so he got into it. I don't know how he got into it because beforehand, the last job I remember he had before that was literally uh valet, valet <laughs> how, <laughs> how random. How,
0: how did you meet Julian?
1: Well, how, me, Julian, and Jose, because they're twin brothers, okay. went to high school. We went to middle school together. We were neighbors. Oh, okay. We met in the seventh grade, eighth grade, and then in the ninth grade, we started, um, we became very close friends because we started, uh, like, high school wrestling together like we were on the same team and then so we like like after freshman year dude i was with them every single they called me twin three like it was two hispanic twins and then this little fat white boy and then they'd be like we just go everywhere together so that's and then that was the big thing is like we wrestled 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 the funny thing about that is like i wrestled seventh and eighth grade but when i first went into wrestling it's because i thought it was like Professional wrestling, like I do now, but it wasn't. And I was like, "Oh, well, this is also still cool." So then they started the ninth grade. We went all the way, and then our senior year, we went to a camp at UTC, and we just really liked the campus. Now we didn't wrestle at UTC because college wrestling is a whole nother level. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I weigh, I wrestled at 160 in high school but I should have wrestled at like 135 but I just didn't want to cut the weight because chubbiness is chubbiness you know what I'm saying in college if you are you know if you are not in the weight class you're supposed to be you're gonna get manhandled (laughs) so that wasn't for us but we came down and then we just lived together and then literally Julian got so you all three moved from Alcoa to Chattanooga together together well Jose came first Okay. He came the first semester. Then Julian came the second semester. Living on campus? Yeah, living on campus. And then I came the next year. Right. And it was awesome. Because when Jose was down here, me and Julian would come down every single weekend. I'd literally, we'd come down Friday night. I'd drop Julian
0: off, and then I'd go back to work Saturday morning. And then I'd come pick him up Sunday night. Yeah. Okay. Because one thing that me and you clicked on is I also have like a really deep-rooted like group of friends that I've known since like elementary school and like we all still talk every day and there's like at least like ten of us for sure but there's more but ten of us that like literally are in a group text and we like talk every day and I've known most of them since elementary school like kindergarten like type shit but then when I met you you also have like this deep-rooted group of friends (laughs) most of them all of all over the place like racial was like just so many different people oh yeah and so it's like this smorgasbord of like culture that you're just rammed into oh yeah and i feel like you're the outcast which is really funny it's really strange that i i a white male am the minority in my own friend <laughs> yeah because they're all just like and they're all cool as fuck they're all dope uh but you guys are all like because you're you're what this is going to sound terrible i probably shouldn't say this what is your religion I'm a Christian man. You are a Christian man. I try not to butcher that because I am atheist and I don't want to fuck that up uh, and like insult people. But you're all your whole group's kind of like deep rooted like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a big thing. Is like we, like when we were doing
1: stuff, like when me, Julian, Jose, after wrestling practice, Mondays we would go play basketball at our church, mm-hmm. and Wednesdays we do church with them, like and the youth group and things. So like that was like a big part of it. Is like we not only like we share a lot of the same values, which makes us closer friends. So like most situations we're always the same. And you know, we're, we're very like similar. Like I'll go talk to anybody. They'll go talk to anybody and things like that. Like, like I said, me and Chris, super good friends. He's atheist. I'm Christian. Most people are like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, dude, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm saying like, I'm not going to say Chris, Chris, you have to, you have to follow the Lord. I would like that,
0: but that's not how it is. Yeah. I think uh, learning that uh, for like anything, not just religion, but like tons of things, if you're able to come to grips with like, hey, I believe in this or I'm a follower of this, uh, and this could be anything too this could be like you love taco bell like i love taco <gasps> bell and then you meet somebody that doesn't love taco bell like that is okay yeah, yeah you so. don't have to fight with them about that that's stupid so but just... you at least gotta like taco bell i mean the baja blast like you're know like, <laughs> i fucking hate baja blast, <laughs> you know, you saying, know like, that. if you don't
1: like if you don't like baja blast you
0: know what i'm saying that's such well, a wrong that shit sucks you're, you're a wild man <laughs> anyways so you got this deep-rooted friendship uh, fifteen fucking jobs. Just, <laughs> yeah, just you're like Steve Jobs if he wasn't dead. Listen, man, is Steve it's Jobs. Ah, uh, yeah, he died. Hell yeah, you're like listen, Steve Jobs if he wasn't dead. I listened
1: to Kevin Gates one time, and he said I got six jobs. I don't get tired, right. so I just need two more, and sleep is no longer needed. That's right, dude. You can stay up all
0: <laughs> night, long, <laughs> oh, baby. Yeah. Uh... You uh, so you have many loves. You love wrestling. Yes. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Of all time? CM Punk. CM Punk. Oh, uh when did you start watching TV wrestling? Um I started wrestling Well,
1: anyways, I started watching it in the 6th grade. My uh best friend Anthony, what what's
0: going on on TV when you're in
1: 6th When grade? I was in 6th grade, it was the Kurt Angle era, Eddie what? Guerrero, mm-hmm. Um, the first wrestling, like, so I watched my first Wrestlemania was Wrestlemania 21. Yeah. Batista won the championship. John Cena won the championship. Now, I was a Batista guy at first. I, you know, because I didn't watch SmackDown. I only watched Raw. So, and then, but I, we went to SmackDown for the first time, and that's how I saw Rey Mysterio, and I was like, that's my dude. Mm. So, Rey Mysterio was my favorite for the longest, and then him and Kurt Angle were, like, up there. And then I remember ECW started, and I saw CM Punk. This man had cool tattoos, long black hair, a lip piercing. Mm. Now, I don't have any of those things. You described
0: me so well. But
1: he also was straight edge, which is like a big thing for me. It's like, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't do drugs. And that was like his first promo. Mm. And I was like, my God, this is my dude. And then he was super entertaining. And I was like, I was like, this is about to be
0: him. And then I was hook, line, and sinker. Can you remember like the first... In your memory, first wrestling you ever saw, like what it was? Because the first thing I ever saw was like Vader. Like I just remember Vader. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, this guy's fucking awesome. Now I got to figure out what this is. Do you remember what your first thing was, Batista? It was that WrestleMania 21. That's the first thing you ever That's saw. That's the first thing I remember. What? So how do you watch WrestleMania without ever watching wrestling before? Like at a friend's house or something? I went to
1: my friend Anthony's. Mm-hmm. It was the first night I got to stay over on a like a wrestling. Or, like, on a school night. Because Sunday night school night. Right. And WrestleMania 21 happens. And, like, it showed all those, like, funny commercials and stuff. Right. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. And, like, that was, like, my big memory is, like, Batista is huge. And then, like, Shawn Michaels' Kurt Angle is awesome. And I was like, my God, he just kicked his mouth, his teeth out of his mouth. But he just made a it tap. It's crazy. Right. And then I was like, hey. I told my, like, grandparents, like, I was like, I'm going to watch wrestling. So then they, like, we had cable. And they're like, all right, you can stay up on these nights, on Monday night only, until 10. Or no, until 11. And you can watch it in the living room. And I was like, this is awesome. Because my grandpa used to watch wrestling beforehand. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't even get to watch the Stone Cold, The Rock, things like that. Now, I got luckily, there's YouTube. And you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody knows who Stone Cold and The Rock are now. But beforehand, I just didn't get to watch it. But then that started. And
0: dang, it's a great ride. Off to the races, dude. Off to the races, dude. Then you're a, you're a fan for life. After that, I think. I think people that start to like wrestling and maybe get out of it, like they still like wrestling.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's the storytelling.
0: Um, I think they just get annoyed with how modern wrestling is. <sighs> Which obviously, you and I have some distaste for that. I talked about that on my last week's thing. I, I won't talk about that too much, but yeah, I think that like that's probably the coolest part about pro wrestling. Is that once you're a fan, you're kind of a fan for life, so you can meet somebody, and even though maybe they don't watch wrestling now, they still love wrestling, and they'll talk to you about it. Like, there's so many times you'll run into somebody that, like, may, maybe you haven't watched it in, like, ten plus years, oh, yeah. but they'll talk to you about it, about, they'll be like, wait, I remember when Razor Ramon, and Yamatama Joko, and you're just <laughs> like, What? <laughs> And it's usually, like, something that doesn't make any sense because, like, I know wrestling really well and, like, none of that ever happened that they're telling me about. But I love that they're talking to me about it, so that's cool.
1: Rick Flair, Ben Hulk Hogan, and WrestleMania 1. Dude, you're like, eh. To unify the nations. I was Whoa. like, oh, God. I'm like <laughs> that's yeah, right, brother. Yeah. I don't think that's it.
0: Um, California taxi, dude. We just passed a California taxi. That makes no sense because we Georgia. are in the middle of, like, North Georgia. Too. Like, we're up high. Uh um, if um you could travel anywhere right now, where would it be? Anywhere? Yeah, anywhere. Fuck it. Uh, how would I travel?
1: Because I don't like flying. You don't like to fly? No. Have you ever flown? I've flown one time. Well, technically twice. To and from Vegas. And you hated it? I hated every second of it. Now, like, to be fair, they tell me it's because I was on a Spirit Airline. Oh, okay.
0: And it was in the middle of COVID. So um, everybody had to wear the masks. I... I honestly, 100%, haven't flown since COVID. Like, so the time I flew was before COVID. So I'm honestly kind of terrified to go back to the airport and see what it's like now. Cause I feel like there's just so many rules and stupid shit now. And I don't want to deal with it. It's like we beat
1: COVID. They don't, they, they forget that
0: we realize that we need it. I don't know. I don't, I don't talk about that kind of stuff. Cause I don't know. I don't know enough about it. But, uh, I don't know, man. It's just like I like to bring people on here learn about their story but there is like another thing I want to talk to you about why the fuck do you still use Snapchat if you're 30
1: whoa dude
0: whoa (laughs) why listen I hate it listen
1: I get it old man Mm. I get it tell him I understand I understand what you're saying right you're right Mm. I get it Mm. but the person I Snapchat and you can look at my streaks right now There's one person I Snapchat. He's older than I am. He's my best friend from home. Okay. I don't know how we have this treat, but it's almost 800 days. 797. You know what I'm saying? So, I Snapchat him once. And then, you know, there's these little girls that, if I talk to them, they Snapchat me and stuff like that. But it's never like full-blown conversations. Yeah. But, it's just, it's just a social media. Like, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I got Twitter. But I don't post Anything. I'm not allowed to use Instagram. Yeah, it's a it's it's bad. You know what I'm saying? It's like I, I finally caved in and got a TikTok and all I do is watch videos and send like all I do is send memes to my friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's it. And like people are like I used to get in so much trouble because in my thoughts, if I'm on Instagram, right? Or if I'm on Facebook and you post something, I'm gonna react to it. Right. I'm gonna like it or I'm gonna like it. if on Facebook I'm gonna thumbs up, heart react. Whatever you're looking for I'm going to give to you. So you know that I saw your post. I'm never going to post anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, not at all. And there's no intentions. Like, I remember I had a girlfriend. And she had all the access. Like, my my stuff was posted. Like, linked to her stuff on her phone. Not probably the best. But, like, I didn't care because I don't do anything like that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if I got a message on Instagram. That sounds crazy to me. It's a little crazy. (laughs) Okay. But I just didn't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, my phone didn't have a password on it. Anything like that, and she could always like look through the messages because, like, you know, I'm a trustworthy guy, right? But like, like I'm saying, she'd always be like, "Why are you liking this post?" I'm like, "Well, they posted it. They're my friend." You know what I'm saying? I was like, and I was like, "It's not even like it's not like I'm liking like bikini pictures." I was like, "It's just like oh, you're, you like the girl's post about her and her dog." I was like, "Yeah, I mean, she posted it. Like, give her a like." But then one time, oh, I got messaged. This is the wildest thing that's ever happened to me. I got messaged, someone was asking me when I was wrestling, someone was asking me where I got my shirts made from. Yeah. And now it was a girl, that's true, but she literally asked me, hey, your shirts are super soft, where did you get them made? And then I'm typing, oh, and I give them the, the person who who made them, and she calls me, this girlfriend at the time, <laughs> <laughs> hey, who's this being, why is she calling, Message. I was like, you see that she's messaging me. You see what she asked. So this is why I messaged her back. So I sent it. I'm like, this is where you got them from that. And they're like, cool. How much did they cost? And is do I just message them like that? And I'm like, cool. Let me answer this second question. And at this time, I'm playing Fortnite. <laughs> We're on the phone, playing Fortnite. And then I came, another phone call. Stop messaging this lady. And I was like, this woman is crazy. Yeah, so I was like, okay. So I so I, I messaged that last one. I get back home from home. She gets home and she's like, Why like she was still mad about it? I completely forgot about it because I was like, huh. Plus I lost a Fortnite so it's just a sad day. Cause I'm not that good at video games. But she gets home and then she's like, You messaged her three times. why she message you? I was like, I was like, you read the messages. You know the entire conversation that we had and you still think there's something else there. So then I got all of that media off of her, off of her phone. And I was like, if you can't trust me when you see literally everything, we need to work on that. As you can tell,
0: we're no longer together because she's crazy. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, well, uh, see you, man. uh guy that just sped passes. us. Yeah. Uh, but... I also think that social media is very toxic for that kind of stuff because I use it. And what su- so what sucks about the realm of pro wrestling and there's tons of stuff like this. So like if you're a streamer or if you're trying to make it in anything that would be like a social uh, interface where like you would need social interaction to make it is like man. It does it cause problems for like insecure relationships okay. uh because boy howdy do i deal with uh, who the fuck is this why the fuck did they message you who the fuck what the fuck constantly throughout my entire like wrestling career because uh, you have to use a lot of social media yeah and like some of that stuff i'm not the innocent guy because i used to be a terrible person but nowadays like especially now that i'm older and i'm lazy you know like i just want to like go to work and go home uh, and are for real like just kind of like mind my own business uh, I'm just like fuck like how is this still a thing that I'm dealing with when I'm like in my 30s I would love to uh, just like not have that but I do need the stupid social media per se I guess I don't have to have it but I definitely wouldn't make it in wrestling or get near as like far as I do or have uh, without it so god do I hate it I hate that insecurity so much Uh, because it's so crazy but I would definitely not do the whole share my like put my social medias on someone else's phone thing I think that's weird yeah it was weird Um, one of the funniest stories
1: which was like the telltale side like this lady is so insecure it's crazy so my friends you know are all dudes and at this time we were like you know 23, 24 and we were all well they were all single and I was daily taken so Instagram if you don't know is thirst trap central right right but i don't follow any of those things so i'm sleeping i am dead asleep and my friends add me to a group and it's literally called ass Intense. Hey. like they add me to this group and they send one picture and that notification wakes this woman up she looks at it it says you were added to the group here's this picture and she smacks me in the face with my phone To to wake me up. And she says, why the fuck are you in this group? And I said, what group are you talking about? And she shows me. And I was like, it says I was at it 20 minutes ago. I was at it. So I left the group. And then they added me back. And by like, at this point, my friends, they're like funny toxic. You know what I'm saying? Like they know I'm getting in trouble. They will continue to get me in trouble because it's funny. Which now that i look back at it It it's hilarious but i would fit like it was a battle because they would just add me back and then like they'd like stop doing it i was like don't make me block you on these social medias because i'm tired of getting
0: smacked in the face when i'm asleep dude I i i get so scared so like i have friends like that and like we obviously like I find women attractive, they find women attractive, and they will see, like, insert a woman that we're aware of, or fond of, or fans of, has posted a picture where they look great, and so my friends will screenshot her it and send it to me and be like, yo, did you see this? And, dude, nothing sucks worse than opening one of those messages and Kylie's right next to me. Right. I'm just like, ah. I'm like, I'm fucked. And she's just like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, no, I did not tell. I don't know he's going to send me this stuff. I'm a victim, too. <laughs> and so, like, I remember one day I am just scrolling through Twitter. And, like, you know how, like, feeds of Facebook go. Like, you're going to have. They're wild, have dude. They're wild. Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and something like that, you're going to have women on there. Uh, or men too. And they're gonna post some, like, I don't know, like thirst trappy type stuff, cause that's just like how it is nowadays. People just post some stuff. And I'm talking about like naturally, just scrolling. Nowadays, I know that if it's a picture of a girl, to keep on scrolling. Like, do not stop, Chris. Because even if I stop to, like, take a second to look at it, like, even if I'm not checking it out, like, in that way, like, maybe I have to, like, take a second to comprehend what I'm looking at. Oh, yeah. Oh, brother, I'm in <laughs> trouble. <laughs> oh. And so, I'm trained to just, like, keep on scrolling, baby. Like, no, I'm not stopping for shit. And I scroll a little faster if it's a girl's picture. I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Get yeah. out of Because I, I really just want to read the wrestling stuff or, like, the sports stuff or, like, something that... going on like I just want to see like the current things but like dude if she catches like a girl's picture like she'll be like across the room like doing something else like and I'll just be scrolling and it's like a girl's picture she'll be like what the fuck are you looking at her phone and I'm like nothing I'm just scrolling she's like oh what the fuck I'm like damn it but I want you to know if I was a
1: female and I was hot Mm. good looking or just looked good that day I'm posting it. Yeah, you know, hell yeah, you know. dude. I do that now as a the, guy. The problem, yeah, I'm a guy. I don't post nothing because, like, there's not a single day where I'm like, man, you look. And if there is, I'm like, nobody gets to see it but me. Because <laughs> I'm selfish. Like, right now, i got the dirty, dirty molest ass, You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Don't say that. <laughs> you have to, dude. I'm going to have to censor this. Don't you censor it, dude. You let them know. You know that dirty stash that either cops or those, those terrible, like most wanted pictures have, that's what it is. Mm. It makes you less attractive to females, but it makes you more respectable to men. Yeah. <laughs> I like this conversation already. <laughs> we, we have covered some things. We have, you know what I'm saying? You just gotta know, like, when I post a picture of this ever?
0: No. I have a picture of it on my phone right now. I'm gonna... Don't, don't post it. I'm <laughs> gonna post it, dude. That's a good picture of us. Dang. It looks like we're having a good time. I'm gonna make it the cover of this fucking podcast. Oh, dude, our trip to Bucky's. Yes, sir. I they took, gave
1: me a Philly cheesesteak burrito. I took
0: Chauncey to Bucky's for the first time. Gage, Adrian Echo. I took Chauncey, Gage, Adrian Echo to Bucky's for the first time. was <laughs> my government name, dude. All of us. Yeah, I took him to the Bucky's for the first time. It was um, wild. I so I hate Bucky's. I do. It makes sense. Um, just because of how loved it is and i know that sounds hipstery, and i'm i'm okay with that i don't fucking care but that is too many people in one place in a gas station in a a gas gas station station, so many people in one place and it just like uh triggers me uh beyond belief and i just cannot like be around that many people at one place especially like when it's a gas station like it's nothing exciting they treat it like it's the freaking like six flags, dog. <laughs> oh, I like... know, dude, that's what it felt like to me. I was like, I was like, this is like being in a freaking amusement park, and I hate it because it's literally just a gas station with like a gift shop attached to it. You know, it's one of the craziest things I remember what? speaking of
1: people being weird places. When this Popeye's chicken sandwich came out, like the day it re-released, like when it officially became on the menu, mm-hmm. dude, it was like going to an Avengers movie. Yeah. On opening. Night. I remember. When I was like, and I was like, I was like, oh, we'll go get these sandwiches. I remember there were 13 people in line behind me. 13, not like just people, like probably like 20 all together. And then me and Brad were about about toward him. Like we only got, we only got four sandwiches left. I looked at Brad, he looked at me. I said, one regular, one spicy. And Brad said, one regular, one spicy. And all the people behind me had to leave. Oh, I felt so bad, but there were so many people. What it was a,
0: insane, dude. What about? uh, Do you remember the release of Pokemon Go? Yeah, oh, in Chattanooga, crazy. Where you would go downtown Chattanooga, like at where midnight. the city is, at midnight, and it would be <laughs> everybody <laughs> and their fucking mom yeah. out there just wandering the streets, and you couldn't like move hardly. Dude, that's crazy. The walk-in Bridge, the Art District had four, four to five Pokestops,
1: and this is right when it came out, so Pokestops are hard to find, dude. I'm telling you, it was like a covenant of people there, all yeah. on their phone, and i just yell random things. I'm like, oh my god, there's a Charizard over here! I'll do that all the And time people would
0: just sprint over there. I'm yeah. like, these stupid idiots. We had a blast in that time period. I tell everybody, I'm like, that's like the most social time of all time. Oh, dude, it's great. Uh, everybody loved it, man. And it. It was definitely like peak of like so many, that's what it makes me feel like. Because, like, you go to, like, a big movie release, there's all the people there. Uh, video game release back in the day used to kind of be like that. Video game releases
1: were so sweet.
0: Yeah, I miss stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. What a realm that we live in, and somehow, even though you're from Alcoa and I'm from Fort Overthor, Georgia, we have met. And now we hang out every fucking day and just chill and talk shit and, uh... Love every minute of it. Do cool undercover stuff and... Get paid for it, even though we probably shouldn't, because we're literally we're goons. We're we're goons, and we're goofing. Like today, uh, we played Rummy,
1: <coughs> and I lost.
0: And he lost, and I'm the Rummy World Champion. It's the, it's the greatest offended title of all time. And I'll probably record some more segments of this, but I just wanted to do like a small, little interview with my friend, kind of let you know what our day to day is like, what our car rides are like uh what we do and uh i'll have some more stuff added on this but this is just like small taste you know of a life in chattanooga with uh chris crunk and adrian ackhole that's me that's him and uh i'll probably take a short break here we'll put an ad right here if it doesn't play who cares but i'll try to get it in there but thanks guys okay all right that's it that's the show i talked to adrian ackle i've talked to you about a bunch of stuff that probably no one will care about i just spilled my brains out so this is episode two of open-minded complex if you enjoy it or if you hate it or if you uh, just want to talk to me about it message me about it i would love to hear about it or if you have any questions that you want me to talk about on the show message me that stuff i think this stuff's cool um if you uh, have any ideas anything like that throw them by me who cares I don't know you can follow me at Chris Krunk on everything YouTube Facebook Twitter I have an Instagram I'm just never on it Uh, follow me on those things jump in join me let's hang out Uh, if you can share this share this with your friends share it somewhere Um, and I'll see you guys next week and we'll do it all over again but for now I'm Chris Kronk, and I'm probably going to go to sleep. See you.